Welcome to the Dynasty Think Tank. This is Jordan McNamara. I got a preview here of our Patreon show uh, out this past week. A deeper dive on the AFC South running backs. Uh, Chad and I are going through a series of running back roundup shows on each of the divisions. This week we talked about the AFC South. We've already talked about the AFC North and East in prior editions. Uh, so I wanted to give this to you as a preview. This is the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is the first team of the four that we covered in this podcast. You can get all of our Patreon content over at patreon.com slash dynasty think tank. And this will get you uh, as a core subscriber. It'll get you an additional podcast each week. It's an after-hour show, different topical show, just different things we're thinking about uh, as we're either recording the show or things that come to mind sort of, you know, off the field of Dynasty uh, in our personal lives, you know, as just uh, a discussion amongst Chad and I. And then uh, our star contributor, our star patrons get uh, that show, which is the after-hour show, plus an additional deeper dive podcast, and again, this is the the theme that we're working on right now, is our running back roundup uh, theme, talking about each backfield across the NFL over the course of the summer, doing deeper dives. It'll help you on waivers, trades, you know, maybe some prop betting as well. So, uh, so all your ideas there are covered across the entire landscape of the NFL backfields uh, through the course of the summer in a deep dive fashion. It'll give you a, a good advantage on your roster construction as well as your uh, specific players that you're picking, backups to prioritize, and all of that. So hope you enjoy this preview. And again, hope you will join us over on the Patreon side. It's patreon.com slash dynasty think tank. Welcome to the Dynasty Think Tank Deeper Dive. Jordan McNamara, myself, Chad Parsons. We continue our look at the running back position across all 32 teams and by division AFC South up this week as we go on to the deeper dive from a Dynasty perspective, looking at the starters, but also looking at those optimized backup situations. Were they optimized last year in terms of their usage? And what do we project ahead with their market value as well as their usage in 2023? Let's start off with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Splash the position. Uh, they've got a lot of talent. They brought in some interesting names. And last year, behind Travis Etienne, not a whole lot going on. Uh, we know Jermichael Hasty was a guy that flashed every once in a while in San Francisco. He comes over here. It seems like NFL teams like him more than Dynasty likes him in general. They bring in Dearness Johnson, who we've liked. He's had some, a, a few, a smattering of, of spot start opportunities, some extended usage, but he's a nomadic player that. Is he going to blend into a depth chart? How many opportunities is he really going to get on this new look depth chart? Snoop Connor missing out, probably losing out in this battle for running back two, three, four, five. And then Tank Bigsby added with day three, uh, excuse me, round three pedigree to Travis Etienne, his first healthy season with round run pedigree in the NFL and a rising offense. We saw the Urban Meyerless Jags take a step forward offensively. Yeah, I mean, I I have a like a tracking matrix that I look at. 
And one of the things that I sort of go through with all the running backs is how many years of security do you have in terms of like contract and, you know, what I think is like a likely thing. If you were to get hurt, you know, when would you sort of still come back and have a job? There's only like three guys that have three years and it's Hall and it's, uh, it's basically him. And, uh, and the other one, the major one is Travis Etienne. Right. And I keep coming back in. Ken Walker was the other one. Right. But Ken Walker's got competition. Brees Hall has, uh, is coming off a knee injury. And Travis Etienne's like locked into a job with an ascending offense. And yet he's like running back 10 in Dynasty. Um, I don't like, what do you, what do you really want from a player? Right. And I still think he has a little bit of the, I don't know if we're always going to look at running backs this way, but he has a little bit of the Josh Jacobs in him where he was a pretty good runner last year, but I don't think did it as much as you might expect as a receiver. And as a result, like you feel like a little bit um, wanting for more, uh, but I still think he's got that receiving stuff in the back, right? Again, his first season last year, I don't know, I'm pretty bullish on him. And I was looking at some, I was just looking at some stuff and some valuations just last, uh, just last night. Uh, and I was, I came away with thinking like, I need to make it a priority to, to add him more. Yeah. ETN for me, I'm a, I'm about where the market is. I, I think there's, there is an argument to go higher. The problem for me is he was a four-year player in college. He's already, he's, he's an, he's a quick 24, you know, that he had That's the red fair. shirt and, and here he is. We get one season of data. It's promising. It, it's, it's positive. And the round one pedigree, of course, is a huge boost. The offense is a boost. One thing though, he doesn't really strike me as a true foundational back, just to use a Craig, Greg Cosell term, that he's one that he weighs in at 210, doesn't really play like he's 210. You know, he plays like he's maybe 205, 203. We believe all these things. You know, he's not a guy that's going to move people inside. And yet they brought more of a prototypical guy in Tank Bigsby in. Like it was the player, in addition to the round three pedigree, I think, that that does move the needle a little bit in terms of, Will this be a little bit more of a committee than we would want with ETN? And the other thing I would I would add is Jacksonville is one that they were 27th in Hilo with Urban Meyer. Didn't move up too much. 24th last year, 16th in targets. That's the number you want higher if you're Travis Etienne. You want that that target number to be higher. The goal line, that's going to oscillate in and out. And frankly, Tank Bigsby might be someone that factors in a little bit more inside the five-yard line. And Etienne, I think you want him optimized in space. I was watching those Jags, Jags games last year, and the biggest thing was it seemed like he could slice and dice the 10-plus yard runs, and it was when he got to the perimeter, you got him in space a little bit, and that's when he's at his best. He's got juice, and he's got enough size that he can actually do something if he encounters someone in uh, with that burst uh, in the first few yards. So with Jacksonville... Are they going to get any better in this? You know, are they going to optimize? Are they going to be top half? Can he can they jump up 10 spots to help ETN out? Because I think it is a ceiling question. You know, if you are going to be middle of the road at best in targets, it's a tough road. Like I'm looking at this list and basically, you know, you've got to be top 10 in, in targets to be top half in Hilo. And it's just a tough way to live. We got a, uh, at least one team we're going to be discussing this week in the AFC South that They've got a helo beater. <laughs> They've historically had a helo beater. And Jacksonville and Travis Etienne have not been that. And, and just on an ancillary point, um, Tank Bixby is one that Alexander Madison style, every once in a while, you get a guy that checks a lot of boxes, goes day two, and he's just fading for some reason in rookie drafts. And that is Tank Bixby this year. I mean, I think he, I haven't done the data yet. I think he's my most owned rookie coming out of traditional rookie drafts. And that's just because what I love is a guy like that is locked in. 
locked in. And if it's four years, it's four years. James Conner style is the best case scenario where that turns into a starter uh, for multiple years during that rookie contract. And Alexander Madison would be one of the worst case scenarios where you get just a handful of games over a rookie contract. And then it turns positive where it looks like he's going to be a clear cut starter this year, but that's the full spectrum. You hold, you hold, you get a, a grenade going off in your, on your bench and now into your lineup, someone like Alexander Madison from time to time, or James Conner, you might get a huge opportunity within your first year or two if injury strikes. And I think Bigsby has that range of outcomes. I agree with you on, on Bigsby and being heavily owned. I'll just push back a little bit on the, on the Travis Etienne as a runner deal. Uh, he was fourth in rushing yards over expectation per attempt last year at 1.22. Uh, he ranked uh, sixth in terms of the percentage of his carries that were over expectation at 46.3. Uh, and I think a, a hidden sneaky stat about him is he ranked uh, seventh in the league in uh, carries per force missed tackle, right? So he breaks a tackle once every 3.9 carries that ranks seventh in the league. So I do think there's a little bit of, there's a little bit with him of like, I, I think he's actually proven that he can be a pretty good runner. Is he everything you want? Maybe as a runner, maybe not, but I think he's proven to be a, a pretty good runner. And I think that that receiving stuff is still out there, right? I mean, he's a pretty good receiver in college. Um, and I think coming into the NFL, we thought like, Hey, receiving centric guy, kind of a slasher runner. He's actually proof of concept running. Uh, he ranked 16th in the league in routes per uh, game last year. Again, not, not all that volume. And he kind of lagged that in terms of his, his receiving production and targets and, and the like there. But uh, like, I, I don't know. I think we write this profile off again. First, you, you have a, a first round guy and you're looking for like two or three years. Well, not right? Again, he's off. older. I, I, I think he's, he, he has a big re receiving upside. I mean, he was yes. 1.66 yards per route run in college and an 85% receiving score. We've seen this before, though, where that doesn't mean he's going to be an 80 plus reception guy in the NFL. Like, sure. and, and so they didn't do that this next this last year. I would say that the competition in that backfield, again, he's going to be the starter. No one's saying Bigsby's going to take his job. But if, if it wasn't there last year, you put in, you know, Ingram is back. You put in uh, you put in Calvin Ridley. The targets are getting better. Let's be fair. Right. I mean, is he going to go? For, are they going to go from? middle of the pack in, in targets to, you know, top 10. I, I just, I, I struggle. I struggle with saying that that's going to happen. You know, the talent is there, but is this going to be one where we, we look up in a couple of years and a low running back one type season is the best we have. So I, I do think there's risk there and he's in his prime window right here. Rookie contract team built around him. Cornerstone quarterback round one pedigree, 24 years old. This is the window 2023, 2024, for him to to get up there, Josh Jacobs style, can he get all the way up there and have the big year? This is this is critical for his for his dynasty market because one thing, and again, this is not me running for the hills. I have plenty of ETN, but ETN gives you plenty of outs to get yourself a cornerstone wide receiver this offseason, right now, because people have not really moved him down much with Bigsby being added, and yes, there's upside there. So this isn't clearing out the portfolio, but just know he's the type of running back you build out. You have a big drove of running backs, and all of a sudden you can shift ETN and get yourself a cornerstone wide receiver, balance out that that depth chart and roster a little bit on your dynasty team. Moving on to the Colts, and Jonathan Taylor, down year for him. Uh, injury. Hey, Jordan McNamara here again. Just hope that you enjoyed this podcast. 
preview of our Patreon content. Again, you can find all of our Patreon content over at patreon.com slash dynasty think tank and become a star patron. You'll get all of our additional podcast content, two podcasts each week that will help you build out your dynasty teams and improve your rosters and continue to seek elite results. Thank <laughs> you.